Good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening. Welcome to Skinny on the Home. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinny McKinney. Hey, this is Skinny on the Home. We are uh, uh, answering your questions, giving you the skinny on home improvement, remodeling, designing, or building, whether you're doing it yourself, having a friend or relative help, or hire a professional. Skinny on the Home, is, we're here to help educate you on the latest products, trends, designs, techniques. Hey, we're brought to you by 84 Lumber Company. Uh, winter is here, and it's a great time to stop by your local 84 Lumber Company, see what new products are out there, uh, building materials. You've heard me talk about uh, lumber prices that went up uh, during all this. They're starting to come back down now, and some new products and things that are out. So stop by your local 84 Lumber Company. There's three right here in Central Kentucky, or you can go to 84lumber.com for more information there. All right. This week we have we are talking about insulation and keeping you keeping you warm this winter. Uh, all things insulation, whether you're going to do some things yourself, you need to hire an insulation company, um, or um, just some things that uh, maybe there's some of this on this list that I haven't even thought about that I need to do for the winter time. But in the studios with me today is John Galuzzo with ThermaPro Insulation. Hey, John. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? Good. Thanks for. Uh, Thanks for coming in last minute to help me out with this. I always like to do a kind of an update on insulating and things this time of year and things that, uh, you know, people may not think about. No, that's great. I, I appreciate being here. And, and, you know, there's a lot of information that people are unaware of. So, you know, the fact that you're doing this at least enlightens a lot of people on different options they've got to better improve their home, not for just um, saving energy, but also for comfort. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's good. And one thing, uh, you know, I noticed, I think it was about a week ago and we've had some cold weather here now. So just a side note, make sure your garden hoses are disconnected from your faucets. <laughs> that's, that's a big one right now. If it, if you didn't, and we got through these past couple, I just pray that there are no busted lines in your house. And, um, all right. So John, tell us, uh, so ThermaPro, Kind of, you and I—we've known each other for a long time. A long time, yeah, many yep, years. And absolutely. you, for JNR Construction, John does a lot of our insulation for us. And uh, so, tell us a little bit about ThermaPro and uh, what what you guys do, what you're about, and kind of the services and products that you can uh, that you provide. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, ThermaPro Insulation is uh, owned by myself and my partner Bill Nudd, and you know what we have with our insulation company is we kind of feel it's unique because we do all aspects of insulation, you know, and we can, we do small jobs and we also do larger jobs. There's a lot of people who have trouble getting a contractor to do a small job. So, so define just a sign up. So what, what is a small, right. what is a well, small job? Well, let's say like? someone has a garage. Uh-huh. All right. And it's attached to their house and it's cold in the winter time. So they want the attic blown to okay. try to help retain some of the heat that radiates out of the house into the garage. And it's a small job. It might be, you know, a couple hundred dollars, but we'll still take the time to send a crew out there and take care of that job for the customer, you know, cause they have a need and mm-hmm. we want to fill that need for them, you know, gotcha. and uh, it's, it's worked out well. You know, the biggest thing about ThermaPro is we really try to give the customer great service. You know, the other thing is, is that we also try to educate the, cons- the customer when we go meet with them so they have all the knowledge that they need to make a good decision on what's best for them. 
you know, because, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. not every house is the same. There's a lot of variables. Uh, one thing that I find, though, is that realistically, these are real numbers, okay? Eight out of 10 homes that I go to are in desperate need of, of multiple things that have to do with insulation. Really? Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> and they don't realize it. And a lot of times I talk to them and they'll say, well, you know, I didn't really think I was that bad because my neighbor's bill is the same or my daughter's bill is the same, you know, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of average like everybody else. Well, that's the one thing, you know, I've noticed over the years just being in this business, insulation is the one thing that you almost, you just don't like to spend money on that. Right. But it's just, it's one of those things that's really important. That's like not seen typically. It's kind of like the foundation of the house. If you, if you don't spend, you know, if you do that wrong, the whole house is going to come down. So, <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's like, and it, it's funny because like you said, I mean, it's like, it's hard to spend money for that first thing. People have the conception uh, or misconception, I should say, that I've got insulation, so I'm okay. And it's like, no, you can do a lot. You might not have enough insulation. It might not be insulated properly. And it's like with making sure your insulation in your home is done efficiently and properly is the biggest way to save money on your utility bill. There's nothing else you can do better, not replace your heat system, not replace your windows. Insulation is the number one factor of heat loss in homes today. Yeah. So, so how did you get started in this business? Uh, okay. Well, about 26 <laughs> years ago, I, um, I was working for, uh, actually a pest control company. And, uh, the guy that, that I was working for, they did a little bit of insulation, like attic blows, things like that. And he asked me one day, he said, you know, do you think if we were to go ahead and, and buy this piece of equipment, could we, could you run this? And I said, yeah, no problem. So I flew to Colorado, got trained in some equipment, bought some equipment, came back, and uh, and we started working together. I did it for about five years, and then I, I bought him out, and I went out on my own. And I've been doing it for about 25 years, and I was fortunate enough to meet a great guy. Uh, let me just tell you a story. This is really cool. We did a job for a contract here in Lexington, and his name's Bill Nudd. And he was really impressed with what we did. I mean, he wasn't used to seeing the quality that we were doing and also the products that we were using. And so, you know, him and I, you know, got to know each other a little bit, and we had a conversation, and he wanted to get on board. He said, I really like what you guys did. I'm not used to this. You know, this is not what I'm normally get when I call them insulation contractors, you know. And uh, so we joined forces and we've been partners now for, we're going on our fourth year. And it's just been amazing. Cause we both have the same perspective of what we want to give our customers. And that's great service, great quality at a fair price. Yeah. So. It's, no, it's, it's been great. So, yeah, so here I am now. Yeah, you there know. you go. So, so tell about uh, what are all the products and services that Thermapro offers? Well, <clears throat> within Thermapro, we consider us a full-service business. So we do everything that has to do with insulation. That goes from simply at, adding insulation to your And attic. that also includes, like us, so we're a design builder, modeling company. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of design 
Yes. With insulation. With insulation. Insulation has to be designed correctly for, you know, whether it's going to be bat to meet foam to where it's going to meet the seals. Absolutely. And see, that's one of the beauties of being a a full-fledged insulation company that you do all types of insulation because most houses need more than one type. You know, it depends on what areas we're talking about. Yeah, because there's a lot of just companies that just do spray foam. There's companies that do a little bit of it, you know, right, parts right. and pieces. Right, right. There's some other companies out there that do, do multiple things, yeah. too. But we do everything from the old-fashioned, traditional bad insulation that you see, you can see at Lowe's, okay, all the way up to um, spray foam and actually injection foam. That's something we do a lot of that people aren't aware of, that if you've got an older house that doesn't have insulation in the walls, we can actually inject foam in your walls from the outside. Even if you got brick, yeah, you're you know doing I mean? you're doing a job for us right now right, yeah. with that, and uh, that's it. And that's actually a n- newer. Yeah, house. That, what's uh, the name of that road? That's on that it's, side. Um, uh, it's over in uh, the Beaumont yeah, subdivision, and um, yes. the um, that's a, the house was built back in the in the early nineties, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he had some air. Yeah, one room on one addition on the back of the house was a little bit uh, colder. Well, and see, he didn't his want to house, go for another winter. When they built his house, they put bat, bat insulation in. The problem with bats is, is that if they get compressed, if they, if they have a, if they're a little <clears> short <throat> around outlets and stuff, you know, it's just, they're very inefficient. Now you're you not know. talking about bats that <clears throat> fly around, right? Is no, I'm talking about, <laughs> no, the insulation bats, you see it low. If you go in the lows, you go in the insulation, bat, you'll see all that pink insulation, you know, that's, that's in bags that usually has paper on the front of it, but it's just it's just inefficient. So they have a lot of weaknesses in it, and the, and coming in spray foam can solve those problems, which it did for him. He was pretty impressed with what we did on the first phase of his job. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> well, and bad insulation. My my understanding is, you know, it's when it's put into the cavity, it's got to touch all six sides, and it's got to be perfect. left, right, top, bottom, front, and back. Right, and it's, it's got to be perfect. If yeah. you wrinkle it, if you that crosses it or goes over it it reduces our value efficiency in that area. So, um, yeah, bad insulation is just, it has to be like installed perfectly. And even with it being installed perfectly, it's still limited in its performance compared to the technology they got today. Mm-hmm. But now back to the original question with Thermapro, you know, we do traditional bat insulation when it's needed. We do uh, spray foam and we use spray foam in new constructions <clears throat> we use spray foams in existing homes depending on the location the attic um, upstairs rooms things like that and we do a lot of crawl space uh with spray foam um now on spray foam there's in there two different types of two types you've got open cell and you got spray uh, and you got closed cell and I'll, I'll put this as simply as i can it's like you can go to the chevy dealership and you can buy the cheapest car in their life. Okay. You can go to a Mercedes and buy the most expensive car in their life. That's the difference between open cell and closed cell. Closed cell is like buying a Mercedes. Open cell is like buying a Chevy. Not that it's not good foam. It just doesn't perform as well as closed cell does. But also there's some spots where you don't want to use closed cell insulation. Yeah, that was what I was going to say next. Now, there's locations that it needs to be open cell, not closed cell. You know, so they're they're a tool that we use depending on the situation on the the problem. And we'll get into some of those. And then we also do a, a fiberglass, 
loan system, which is called BIBS. And it's a great system. I actually did my own house in it when I built yeah, my house. Like, and I blow and blanket. Yes. Um, uh-huh. It's called net and blow. Yeah, net and blow, blow and blanket, bib system. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, it's a great product. does a great job for the customer. And it's relatively inexpensive. It's not an expensive product, you know. Uh, and then we do what's called uh, radiant foil and that. Now, radiant foil doesn't do a whole lot for a homeowner in the wintertime, but in the summertime, when you're trying to get your AC to work good and have your upstairs room be cool, it's the same part, you know, like you have a lot of houses that have an upstairs, they're, they're upstairs sometimes six to 10 degrees different than the downstairs, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a reason for that. Well, radiant foil is great in those areas. It does a super job, you know. Yeah, and that's what you did. You did a combination of... Um, a lot of those things in my attic. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's, there's a lot of times we will we'll, we'll combine insulation together, which we'll use the radiant foil with spray foam, and sometimes we'll do the radiant foil with the vent and blow system. It, again, it depends on the particular application. One thing we always try to do for our customers and make is make their investment with a quick return. Talking all things insulation this week with uh, John Galuzzo with Thermapro Insulation. So... Um, we kind of got through all the different things, uh, different products that you guys have for uh, for Thermapro and insulation yes. and mm-hmm. and what we do there. So let's um, let's talk about um, well, let's just talk about first my my house mm-hmm. in particular because we had um, we had a third. It wasn't technically a third floor; it was the attic, but we turned it into the third floor, and it's now become really our kind of the it's become the girls hangout spot you know right uh, Uh slash homeschool room slash everything room but the um we had enough space to where we could stand up in there and finish it off but we needed the entire um headroom so we we wanted the drywall to attach right to the rafters Mm -hmm. on the bottom there so we only had six inches because it was two by sixes so we didn't have a full uh, you know, sometimes you have right. two by eight, two by ten, yes. big, thicker, thicker uh, lumber up there that you can insulate a lot better. So that was a challenge in itself that it wasn't going to be enough for a typical, you know, per code. This is how much insulation you need situation. Right. If you did it the traditional way that they do house like that, a lot of house have bonus rooms built over garages. And they, they call them the, the frog room. Yeah. Well, finished room over garage. Yeah. yeah and, and they have issues with it being really hot in the summer. And cold in the winter because they have that problem where they don't have a lot of room to work with to insulate. And when they do it like with traditional, you know, bat type insulation, um, it just doesn't do a good job. So, yeah. so we did a combination. Yes. In there where mm-hmm. we, where we won, we did the radiant foil first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, now talk about that radiant foil while we did it first. Well, the radiant foil is because you're, when the area you're talking about on the, on the other side of that six inch, space you're talking between the joists is the roof you know and you've got them shingles out there you got the, the sun hitting you all day long and it gets extremely hot i mean we've been in attics that has been 150 degrees mm-hmm. in the summertime because that <coughs> radiant heat transfer <coughs> and we put that radiant foil up because what it does it reflects that radiant heat properties back out the roof yeah and so th- in this attic i had two gable vents and I also had a couple of uh, roof vents mm-hmm. that the little slant backs on there. So what we ended up taking the 
gable vents out, turning mm-hmm. those into windows. Yeah. And then we put the, we sealed off and did the radiant foil and we conditioned the whole space. There's no ventilation right. in my attic now whatsoever. And you can do that when you use spray foam. Yeah. You know, you so can then, do that. So, so then we, we did the radiant foil. And then, and then we filled the rest of the cabinet up with, uh, with open cell spray foam, actually. Now, yeah. why did we use open cell and not closed cell? Because you just told me that the closed right, cell right, was the Mercedes. I wanted the Mercedes, John. No, I, I hear you. I gave you a Chevy. <laughs> I can't help it. That's what you get for knowing me, right? <laughs> no, I'm no. a Chevy man, though. But, like but seriously, here's, here's the reason why. Because when you talk about your roof line, there's always a possibility of leakage. You know, we often have leaks in our attic. I mean, in our ceilings at one point or another, sometimes depending on what house you have. The problem with, with closed ceiling in a ceiling is that it won't let water penetrate it. So what happens is you're sitting there, you live in your house, you think everything's great, your shingles are leaking, and it's rotten your wood. And you, so you know it. half the ceiling falls down. That's right. <laughs> so open cell does allow water to penetrate it. So if you ever, dis- you know, get a leak in your ceiling, you'll know it. Yeah. So you can fix it and address it. Yeah. So that's that's the main reason why I use open cell in ceilings. Yeah. And then we we uh so I had knee walls on the side, but we went all the way we sprayed the the rafters all, all the way, way to the yes. soffits all the way mm-hmm. down. Closed yeah. off closed it all the off. soffit vents. Yep. And everything. So we conditioned the whole space, which also helped. So we put our uh furnace in the behind the knee wall space but now it's in conditioned space but where before my furnace was up there in that 150 degrees that's right or in the you know 10 degrees in the Mm -hmm. winter time and so it's it's made it a lot more efficient yeah because what happens is when you're when you're let's say you run your ac you know it's 90 degrees outside well inside your attic because the radiant properties it's normally 130 250 degrees in the attic so your unit is sitting there trying to create cold air and then it has to send that cold air through the ductwork duct that work goes that's into the in house. the 150 degree when it's 150 degrees it's 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 heating that up as it goes through that ductwork so what you essentially did is you took your unit from leaving it outside and brought it inside your house in conditioned space where it's heated now so you don't lose as much temperature mm-hmm. from the main unit to where you actually see it come out of your registers inside your house. Which is, again, one of those small things. It's a small thing. That affect the utility bills. It's dramatic. Yeah. It really is. It's dramatic. It's like having a coffee thermos, right? And, um, you know, you, you take that coffee thermos, you buy a cheap one at, at Home Depot, Walmart, whatever, you know, you can buy a cheap <laughs> one at a regular general store. But anyways, <laughs> and you put your coffee in it, it might stay hot for... 30 minutes you buy a better quality one and it will stay hot for like eight hours by a big yeti that's right now if you take that one that's you got at a, a lesser quality one and you put it in the freezer it might stay hot for 10 minutes so the elements that you're in that you're trying to maintain that temp has all to do with insulation mm, so yeah. Your heat system, when it's out there fighting against it, it's like that little engine that could. You know, it's just just working as hard as it can to keep up. Yeah. So that's something even if you have a, you know, a lot of times we we overwork our heat and air systems will help the longevity of it as well. So if you have an older uh, heat and air system, you know, those are pretty good 
pretty big expenses to replace insulation. You might, you know, a, a quarter of the cost or an eighth of the cost or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. spend a couple thousand dollars here to save $10,000 repair or replacement here. And, um, and what it does is, is it allows your heat system to slow down a little bit, you know, and work more. It won't kick out. I won't say idle, but it's going to be a lot less. Uh, it won't be working nearly as hard as it is if it's not insulated well. So, yeah, the best thing to do if you've got situations like that is always make sure your insulation's right. I mean, that's the first thing. And um, it, it's so funny. I mean, I, like I said, I've done this for this like 26 year of doing this. All the time, it's the same thing. I'll get a call. I'll go look at the house for the customer. And they'll start telling me about what their experiences are. You know, I said, well... You know, we replaced our heat system, and um, it improved a little bit, but it's still not what we wanted, you know. So then we went ahead and did the windows, you know, and, and they'll spend six to $10,000 on windows all day long and just an average house. And, and they'll say, you know, we're still not where we want to be. And I'll look at their insulation. I'll look at the house, and I'll say, yeah, well, you should have called the insulation company first because, <laughs> you know, the insulation was really poor, and... When we get that up to speed, you'll be in good shape. A lot of customers could save themselves that trouble. Let's get the insulation right first and then see how your system works. Because most of the time, it all has to do with insulation. It's not your heat system. We actually get a lot of phone calls from customers that have had heat people out there to look at their heat system thinking that it's inefficient or there's something wrong. And they call us and they'll say, you know, I had a heat guy up here. I thought the, the heat system was, was failing and not working efficiently. And they told me that I really just need insulation, you know. So yeah. it, it's a simple. It, and, that's, and that's the kind of companies that you want to work with, too. The Absolutely. Ones that just like, a, a you company know, has integrity. Not, not yes. something that we would do or mm-hmm. that you, yeah, I'm a, if it's don't broke, don't, you know, don't fix it kind of guy. So. Well, I'll tell you something else, too. It, it's important to have integrity when you go talk to a customer. You know, you want to make sure that you give them what they're looking for. Um, I have a lot of people that call me about spray foam. They see it on TV. Their friends had it done. And they want me to come in and spray foam the whole roof line. And, you know, and, and sometimes that's what it needs. But a lot of times it's not. You know, it's like, well, I could do that for you, you know, and it would be better for me profit-wise as a company, but it's not what you need. You know, so with ThermaPro, we really try to do analyze the house and figure out a good plan for the customer that makes sense. Yeah. And so ThermaPro, you can give them a call here in Central. Well, you cover all the, the whole, whole state. state Kentucky. Yeah. 859-227-8677. That's area code 859 227 8677. You can also go to thermaproky.com. That's thermaproky.com is their website. And, um, the, um, you know, the, the other thing about attics, and you were talking about the, the, we were talking about the frog rooms, the finished room over garage. Um, one thing we found too is when you build the house, you insulate that floor, you put the drywall in in the garage. And then that insulation falls down to the ceiling below. So it's Absolutely. it's really insulating the ceiling of the garage, not the floor of the room above. We're talking all things insulation, trying to keep you warm this winter with uh, John Galuzzo with ThermaPro Insulation. Again, you can uh, call John and his team 
to uh, schedule an in-home consultation at 859-227-8677 or go to thermoproky.com, learn some more, see some videos. You got some videos on there too, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Kind of, uh, man, watching spray foam is pretty cool, just how it goes on and expands. And It, it really and you got to do it just right too, man. You yeah, can. yeah, you, you got to do it right. You can't be spraying your helper. You, know, you got to do it right. Walls, but. Yeah. Don't spray your helper or look like the marshmallow man. Now, it's talking about spray foam. It's one of those things that, you know, everybody's at home and things like that. But when you're spray foam, you really need to be out of the house for a certain period of time, don't you? Yeah. Uh, it used to be 24 hours. And the technology of spray foam has really come a long way in the last few years. And now you want to have about a two-hour window. You okay. Know? Yeah, absolutely. Of um, getting all the – the because it's, it, it's, it's off-gassing. It's, it's expanding. Yeah. and Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, so on um, – Let's go through a little bit of a list here on um, things that uh, to look for. Think this is kind of a things you should absolutely winterize, insulate before winter. Some of these, again, a lot of these are you can do it yourself. Yes. You may need there may be larger projects that that you need to do and things. But first one is uh, your pipes. So um, you know a lot of a lot of folks have water lines and things running underneath houses and crawl spaces and you know insulation um, works in two parts it's a temperature piece but there's also the air mm-hmm. piece of that so you can have yeah. the best insulation and if you have you know cold air coming through hitting Rushing that through it yes it's gonna it's mm-hmm. gonna still freeze yes uh, in that mm-hmm. so uh look at your pipes underneath you know your plumbing could be in danger as it starts to get below freezing so all those things to look for. Um, attic. So we talked about, um, so blowing in, you know, if I, if I don't need spray foam, don't need to do spray foam, you know, blow in, blow in the attic. What type of insulation is blown in the attic um, versus, you know, a lot of times we go in these houses and they're older and you, it's maybe at one time it was pretty high with insulation and now it's compacted down and that's the old cellulose mm-hmm. blow in. Are we still using yes. that nowadays? Or well, we- there are some people that do it. We personally don't do it unless I have a, our customer specifically request that they want that. Um, cellulose does an okay job on insulating. The problem is, is that it doesn't have good longevity. You know, it's just, it settles over time. Cause basically all that all cellulose is, is ground up newspaper. Yeah. Didn't, and, uh, then there used to be, I don't know, I guess people still do this, uh, where it was cellulose and it would get a little wet with some glue and you would spray it in the wall. Yeah, yeah which is really just a very... Because I've seen that settle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, it's a process they tried to come up with and they've used a lot of it, but there's, there's been issues like what you just brought up. It yeah. settles, you know, you, you do a wall like that, an eight foot wall, and you have as much as a two inch gap at the top. You know, in that wall because of settling. Because see, newspapers biodegradable. I mean, it just breaks down over time. If you go, if you have an old house and you go up there and look at your insulation, it almost looks like powder. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. cellulose is like a grayer color. You know, um, we don't do cellulose, like I said, unless someone requests it specifically. We use a blown fiberglass system, and the reason we we do fiberglass is because it won't mildew, it won't rot. Um, it has no chemicals in it, and it is a uh, a good product that 
but it, it is not shatter. cotton candy. Don't eat it. It looks like it, though. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like cotton candy. It looks just like cotton. You know, the new fiberglass they have out now. But um, it does a really good job on insulation value for attics, and it doesn't settle, you know. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing about attics for houses that are existing, and, of course, it's mandatory on new houses now, it's called air sealing. Like when you when air, you go up air ceiling, air ceiling, yes, okay. air gotcha. ceiling, gotcha. yes. Uh, when you go into an attic and you, you look in your attic, you'll see plumbing pipes coming through the attic, vent pipes, wires, you know, things like that. Uh, when you mount ceiling fans, they they're exposed into the attic and and can lights and things like that. When your heat system kicks on, it turns the house into a vacuum, and it draws air from all those areas. So what you're doing is you're like Again, let's go back to the cup of coffee. You got a hot cup of coffee, and then you add a little cold water to it. Well, now you got a warm cup of coffee. That's what happens in houses. That cold air from your attic or hot air, whichever it may be for the season, gets drawn into your house, and it dilutes the efficiency of your heat system. Mm -hmm. So we want to seal all that. All those should be sealed, the penetration through the ceiling into the attic. And then you want to make sure your level of insulation is blown properly. And so that was something we talked about. Um, the So the attic access, the hatches, some of us may only have a little scuttle hole in the closet or we've got to set a pull downstairs. So yes. what can I do around that? Because that's like a big hole right there in my attic. You know, it's um, so funny you should say that, bring that up, because I have to tell you that almost every attic that I go into, none of those are insulated. <laughs> They've got a big pull-down stairway, usually in the hallway. You know, they pull down, and you get up in the attic, and there's no insulation. Those holes are uh, two foot by four foot, roughly. Mm. And what that is is just I tell my customers, I said, I know you don't see it this way because, like, it's not airflow. But as far as the thermal loss, it's just like if we go over here and we open the kitchen window up halfway and leave it up. Yeah. And, and, and heat your house. It's, just, it's the same thing with what's going on right here. So it's important that you have those sealed. And there's a couple of different ways that we do that. One is you can have styrofoam, you know, that you build a box around it to set down on top of the, the uh, lid from inside the attic. Sometimes we'll mount it right to the lid that you move, you know, uh, that closes up the attic. Right. Uh, they have some fancy boxes you can put that you can buy at hardware stores and places to put covers over them also. They have uh, some blanket yeah, things. Yeah, there's some blanket think, things, yeah. yes. Um, but the bottom line is that each one of those should be insulated and sealed. Yeah. So even if you so you have a, a scuttle hole and you just want to put a piece of insulation board on there and glue that to that, that's fine. But also where that piece of plywood or drywall, whatever it is, it sits, it down, sits on, down on, put yes. some just door, like weather stripping foam, around. Yeah, they have some, some foam, foam trim mm -hmm. that's made for it. That Because that way, again, we're going to air seal that. Yeah. Without that being done, when that heat system kicks on, it's going to suck air suck without that air out of that. that. Yeah. You know, so. Doors and windows, that's a big one too. You know, um, we found a lot of um, doors and windows above the door and window the casing mm -hmm. when the house was built the painter mm -hmm. painted they caulked mm -hmm. the casing to the drywall but that's not a place that's seen so it's usually not a place that gets caulked right so 
check the top of your casing mm -hmm. to make sure that's caulked because sometimes you get a lot of air infiltration right there yeah. and also at the bottom so normally it's just the left and the right that get caulked right you, and it's like and the thing is um i want to tell you a quick story this is funny i told my partner i said i wish you caught this on video <laughs> um you know there was a job that they were on and they were doing some work on this house and part of the project they had to cut uh, another company came in and cut the concrete on the on the driveway well you know concrete dust is it's real dusty and it's you know it's just a mess well my partner happened to be inside the house while they were doing it he was doing some other things he said within a matter of like five minutes the kitchen began to fill up with dust mm. from that concrete outside because the heat system was running. So we had to go and shut the heat system off. And it's a perfect example for people to realize how dramatic air infiltration is when your heat system's running. When it's shut off, it doesn't really matter. But when your heat or your AC is running, it's sucking air from every single place it can from the exterior part of that house. So it's just a perfect example. I said, I wish you got that on video, you know? <laughs> Now yeah. here's here's the only caution to that too is somebody you can there is and I've I've done this at, in some um, and you have to you have to come up with a, some uh, fresh air intake you can make a house too tight yes yes you can normally when you talk about making a house too tight it involves spray foam and it involves the entire envelope of the house we talk about exterior walls we talk about the ceiling mm -hmm. the roof. And we talk about the crawl space. Because you do want those fresh air exchanges you in and that, out. Yes. And the it, air it, would get stagnant inside the house. That's right. Yeah. Uh, because actually you, what happens is you get what's called airborne bacteria that builds up. You know, so uh, what you do is when you have a house that tight, then you have to pipe in fresh air. And the, and the heat systems are set up and designed for that. Yeah. Where they circulate the, the heat. But now I will say that that's a rare case. Yeah. Um, well, that, only a lot of that if goes you through do design. the whole house. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult um, to do that on your own, but sometimes you can unintentionally. So that's yes. why working with a professional that can help you design that insulation system and a heat and air company that if you're going to replace systems or you're doing new construction or an addition or things like that, that work through that together. I know you did, you did want to talk about um, a credit. Uh, for insulation that's out there until January. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want to talk about, yeah, I want to let people know about there's a tax credit until the end, until the end of this year uh, for $500 that homeowners are allowed to um, submit a refund for on increasing their insulation. And it's not like one type of insulation. If you, if you insulate your attic or you insulate your crawl space, or you insulate your walls, you're eligible for that $500 tax credit. So do I have to spend at least $500 to get that credit or can I spend $200 and I get a $500 credit? Is that? No, no, that's the answer to that question. I don't, I don't know the okay. answer to now. I just know that it, they get a $500 credit, but I believe it's so you got to spend more than 500, I believe. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you would have to anyways to, to, to be in the guidelines you, yeah. of what they want you to do. Cause it's, it's how many BTUs you save the, the country, you know? Yeah. Um, but I also want to talk about briefly about what consumers can do, what customers can do on their own that can help. You know, there's a lot of little things that customers can do, uh, to improve their efficiency of their home. One of the things is like all your outlets, 
You know, you can go to a building supply company, 84 Lumber, another one, and you can buy, they have foam inserts for all your outlets. And that's something a homeowner can do. Also, any pipe that's in your crawl space, they have foam wrap you can put on their pipes. You can buy um, insulated wraps for your your hot water tanks if they're in the garage that's not heated or in a basement that might be a little cooler. Uh, they can also make sure that all their doors close properly and has weather strip on. Sometimes weather strip will get damaged or get ripped or tore. You know, and they have weather stripping kits at, at, um, you know, your building supply companies that it's fairly simple to take off and replace and, and make it where you, when you close your door, that's efficiently closed and, and seals out all the air. So there's a couple of things that people can do to help save energy. That's great. There's a, so there's a insulationinstitute.org, uh, is a website you can go to. Uh, that will give you the information about the $500 uh, tax credit. Um, it's not just uh, you're eligible for $500 or 10% off, 10% of qualified energy efficiency approve, improvements, such as insulation. So there's even things on there. Insulation, I think windows are included and yeah. some other things. On yeah, there and well, heat so. system too, I believe. Yeah. yeah, so take a look at that. It's the exact site. Uh, again, subscribe to the podcast. We'll have the link on there. It's uh, insulationinstitute.org forward slash incentives dash rebates uh, is where you can go to uh, learn some more about that. A couple of other things on, you know, things that we should be doing. Talk about air leakage points. So talk about outlets and uh, switches and things like that. Because you talked about, you know, when you when you insulate a wall, well, you've got the outlet back there. So you got to go around that. Mm-hmm. So what usually happens when bad insulation is Well, I mean, it gets left out. I mean, basically behind your outlets, you know, if you've got a two by four wall, you get about an inch. And if you've got a two by six wall, you get a little bit more. But a lot of times they'll cut the bats around the outlet and the outlet itself has no insulation at all. So you got a lot of air leakage there. So when you, when you do spray foam or like on existing homes for injection foam, it actually fills all those voids. So, you know, for existing homes that are older, built before the 70s, that may not have insulation in the walls, injection foam is the best thing in the world. Mm. We, we actually did a job for a guy. It was funny because he, he, knew, he knows my partner, Bill. And we got done doing the injection foam on the outside of his house. And we did his attic um, and sealed up some doors and some things like that. And the next day, it was in the wintertime. And the next day, he's like sending pictures to my partner. He said, look, I got snow on my roof. He said, I've never had snow on my roof since I've lived here. You know what I'm saying? He was all excited because now I got snow on my roof. It's not all <laughs> melting off for the heat I'm losing, you know? Oh, that's a good telltale yeah. sign. You know, just we've had some snow these past couple of days. Did you notice that it your snow melted quicker than your neighbor's? That's right. And I'll tell you, what a lot of people can look for is at the bottom of the roof, the lower, like, two foot of the roof. Look and see the difference between that section and the middle of the roof. Because what happens a lot of times mm. is homes don't have what's called baffles in them. Mm-hmm. And over time, as the roof breathes, it actually blows the insulation away from the edge of the roof. So you end up with 10 to 12 inches of no insulation. So you lose a lot of heat in that area. And you can see that clearly when you have a snowfall. 
So those are little things people can look for, but there is all kinds of areas in it existing houses that people can make improvements. On. Yeah. Anything else, John? That yeah, I'd just like to point out a couple of things for people real quick. Um, it's it's free to have an installation company come out and look at your house. Yeah. And I encourage people to do that because um, there is so many crawl spaces out there that can be improved on with insulation. You know, we do a lot of what's called conditioned crawl spaces. And it's one of the best things you can do for your house especially if your heat system is in the crawl space. It's the best way to insulate a crawl space, hands yeah. down. And, you know, and then check your attic. You, know, yeah. you can walk up and take a look at your attic. You ought to have about 12 to 14 inches minimum of insulation. It's just, and yeah. If you don't, you call something. It's just like mom used to tell us when we would go outside in the wintertime, put your toboggan on. So right. you got to put a good hat on the top of your house. Yes. All right. It is now time for the bonus round. <laughs> so, John, I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. Um, don't, get, don't get too nervous because uh, I don't tell any of my guests any of these questions. And if you didn't listen to any previous shows, you don't know what these questions are going to be. So I could just ask you anything and you don't even know what it's going to be. So, All right. You ready? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, do you match your socks? Yes. Why? Because I'm particular. Well, I, I never match my socks. Look at your socks. Look, you got, what is that? That's is pumpkin, that a, that's pumpkin that a, spice. So that's a pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, that's, 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 and that's a, a latte. And, and then you got, okay, well, you're a real man because those are pink socks, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ice cream or a chocolate bar? Ice cream. Yeah. Big yeah. ice cream, like summertime. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your um, favorite ice cream? Um, Cherry Jubilee. Cherry Jubilee? Yeah, that and chocolate. Now, didn't Cherry Jubilee doesn't have chocolate in it? Yes, it has chocolate pieces in it, yeah. You got to put a hot fudge on it, too, though. <laughs> I mean, to make it real. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, uh, puppies or kittens? Puppies. Puppies. Dog man. Do you have dogs now? Uh, not right now, but I've had a lot of dogs in the past. I, I love dogs. And your dogs. daughter have, like, a huge Great Dane or My something? My dog <laughs> has three Great Danes, Okay. <laughs> And one of them looks exactly like Scooby-Doo. He is the fit figure for Scooby-Doo. And I've got a picture of him standing up on her chest, and he's actually taller than she is. It's funny. So. That's hilarious. Uh, hot, humid day, sunny, or a 70-degree spring day raining? Hot. Hot, humid. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, snowing. Stay inside or go outside? Outside. Are you no, uh, have a blast. I'm from Boston. Okay. You know? So, yeah, let's yeah. go skiing. Let's go tobogganing. <laughs> let's go, you know, go have sledding. a blast. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, mustard or ketchup? Ketchup. What? Yeah, ketchup. You know, I used to hate mustard when I was a little kid. You know, like sixth, seventh grade, I remember having mustard on my hot dog. I was like, oh, I couldn't eat it. Now I like mustard, but I still like ketchup better. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, do you do ketchup on your eggs? No. Okay. Well, you're not a real I'm ketchup not traditional. Guy. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm outside the box for sure. <laughs> All right. Favorite book or recent book you've read other than the Bible? Um, Josh McDowell, um, about his life story. Josh um, McDowell. Yes. Yeah. His life story, um, is a really good book. Yeah. 
What's uh? Give me, well, give me the I mean, fifteen second. He, he he his his family grew up in a in a, a godly environment. There was a lot of turmoil in his house, and he hated Christianity. Um, when he was in college, the professor wanted him to do a thesis on it, and so he got frustrating, angry, and said, "I'm going to I'm going to prove there's no God." And the more that he studied, investigated. He found more things to say that God existed. Awesome. Yeah. All right. If you if you weren't being an insulation contractor, what would you be and why? I'd be on the beach in Florida doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that brings us to the end. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. And have a blessed week. Stay safe. And uh, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, you are blessed. See you later.